Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We've all been in the position where we think to ourselves, that's not fair. Why does this person get the promotion at work when I am the one doing all the work? Why is the police over pulling me over for a speeding ticket when the other guy was going way faster? Why do I get lung cancer when I was never a smoker? Why does this thing happen to me when I am the one doing the right thing and everyone else is doing the wrong thing? Why, why, why? Part of sorrow in life is the fact that sometimes we get the short end of the stick. Life is not fair. And there is some kind of injustice that goes on in life. And we ask ourselves where God is in the midst of all of that injustice. God, why are these things happening and you sit by and watch it happen? God, why are these things happening and you do nothing? Whereas Jeremiah puts it, why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all who are treacherous thrive? There were sick and evil things happening all around Judah and Israel, even in the regions beyond their borders. The Assyrians were thriving off of war and conquest, and they were just to the north. The Egyptians doing the same thing to the south. Babylon in the east. Israel is caught in the middle of battlegrounds and major powers. And it is the coveted land and resources for future wars. Israel itself was a mixed bag of injustices. There were some who were righteous, like Jeremiah and the prophets. But, there, but they were the ones that were in the minority. They were not going along with the child sacrifices, the idol worship. They were not treating the orphan, the poor, and the widowed without mercy. Others were mistreating others. Injustice could not be found. The wicked were living alongside the righteous. And when God would allow Assyria and then Babylon to conquer Israel... And the righteous would be caught up in the middle of all of this with the wicked. Jeremiah and others who remained faithful to God would not be spared from the judgments that was to come. They would suffer the same sufferings as those who were evil. And adding insult to injury. In the times leading up to that day, the wicked were prospering. They were doing evil things and getting away with it. This just does not seem fair. So why? That is the question that we ask when things are not fair. Why must I suffer so much? We want our suffering to at least serve a purpose so that we can cope with the suffering. What's more is that we want to be justified and be able to stand blameless in the sight of all people. 
despite suffering injustice. We seek justice to be served so that we can be vindicated. And the truth is, is that in the first place, we don't even want to suffer. We want to be spared all suffering and sorrow. We would pray and plead like Jeremiah. But you, O Lord, know me. You see me and test my heart toward you. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and set them apart for the day of slaughter. Jeremiah wants to be spared the heartache. He does not want to be slaughtered with the rest of the people. He does not want to endure the sorrows that were coming upon the whole nation. And we too want to be spared the heartache. We want to be spared the blood, sweat, and tears. We want God to be just in his judgments and vindicate those who he knows. The truth is this. God does know and see your pain and your suffering. He sees and knows your sorrow even better than you have experienced it. His son, instead, was the one that was pulled out like the sheep for the slaughter. His son's slaughtering will be the blood that will cause you to stand justified in God's sight in the midst of sorrow. Because here's the thing. In the midst of all sorrow, we think that we are blameless. And certainly there are situations that are beyond our control that we may not necessarily deserve. However, the situations that we find ourselves in, the pain, sorrow, and injustice, that is just further proof that we are indeed sinners under judgment and their calls to repentance. Because we all indeed are sinners, and we know our sin. And as sinners, we are under judgment. And as sinners, we are like Jeremiah. We lament. That is, we complain to God. Lamenting is an expression of sorrow with faith. As Christians, we are allowed to complain to God about injustices, pain, and sorrow that we face. We can go to Him and tell Him exactly how we think and feel. But in our lamenting, we submit to His authority and judgment. We trust that in some way he will use such sorrow for our good and the good of furthering his kingdom. It may not be the good that we desire or the good that we may even think is good, but it is the good of which God will bring about it in the end. One need look no further than Jesus' suffering and death and his lament on the cross as an example. From the cross does our Lord cry, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Gospels record these words of Jesus. As he's speaking them from the cross, 
And these are the words of the 22nd Psalm. And it's the first verse of the psalm which brings the whole entire psalm to mind, not just one part. And so from the cross, Jesus is praying the entire psalm of laments of Psalm 22 as he dies on the cross to atone for sin. Psalm 22 begins with questioning God, but then turns to faithfulness and the result of him being proclaimed to all generations. Jesus is proclaiming from the cross these words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned in the places of Israel. In you are fathers they trusted, and, they, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make their mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him. For he delights in him. Yet, you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth. And from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a raving and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, like a potsherd. And in my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me, and company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. For my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. You are my help. Come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the Lord my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. And stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he does not despise or abhor the, afflicted, the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. 
My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim the righteousness to a people yet born. That he has done it. These are the words that our Lord prays from the cross. He overcomes the deepest sorrows and lament and words of faith, trusting that God will vindicate him. Trusting that God will cause him to rise from the dead. How are we to overcome our life's sorrows? We overcome them with laments to God, trusting that he will justify us and use our sorrows for his glory. To make his son's name known in all the earth. That his power is made perfect in weakness. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. The peace that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen.